hate yourself and also have an obscene amount of money that you just don't want to have anymore, then folks, has Donald Trump got the deal for you? Take it away, Donald. And this is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit, believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're going to get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. That's right, folks. An actual piece of the very nice, very wonderful suit that Donald Trump was wearing when he, of course, surrendered to authorities in Georgia. Now, it's important to remember that uh, in the two days following Donald Trump's surrendering in Georgia, he managed to raise $7 million from his supporters. In just two days, $7 million. They sent that mugshot out. They had it all ready to go on t-shirts, and they've even got it now on wrapping paper for the holidays. And now... The mugshot itself is not good enough. Now you have to own a physical piece of what was in that mugshot. Allegedly. I mean, technically there really is no actual way to know if Donald Trump's people are just cutting up their own shirts or if it's actually his clothing from that day. I mean, I guess if you take it and it kind of smells like maybe a Big Mac, maybe, maybe that's verification, but, uh, Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars is how much that piece of his suit is going to cost you, because you only get it, as he explained in the video, if you buy all forty-seven of his digital trading cards. Each trading card sells for one hundred dollars. Well, I think ninety-nine dollars, but you know taxes and whatnot. So you're looking at uh, close to five grand if you want to own a piece of it. Here's the issue. It's going to sell out. Hell, by the time you're watching this, it may have already sold out, but I guarantee you by the end of this coming weekend, they'll be gone. There will be nothing left of that suit because his supporters are that ridiculous because that is the only word we can use to describe these people at this point. This is ridiculous and they will do it. They will gladly part with 5,000 of their dollars to get their hands on this piece of crap, but Trump knows his audience. I mean, this man is absolutely a snake oil salesman. He will take quite literally now the shirt off his back and sell it to people. If he thinks he can make a bigger profit than what he paid for it. And he will (laughs) God. I mean, I gotta be honest. Part of me is like, you know what? If you can do it, if you can get away with it, if you can keep fleecing these people by selling them your garbage, do it. They deserve it. Like I have no sympathy anymore for anyone who is getting conned by Donald Trump. Hell dude, why stop there? Go grab a couple pairs of your old underwear and be like, Hey, who wants to buy this for uh, 250 bucks? They'll do it. It'll be gone in a heartbeat. You've got some old papers that you scribbled on. 
throw those out for five grand. You'll sell out in minutes. These people are that dumb. It's just kind of shocking that they still have so much money, especially after giving him millions and millions. And you know, they, they don't seem to have a lot, but they're willing to just bankrupt themselves to buy a piece of Donald Trump. And as long as they keep buying, then by God, Trump's going to keep selling. Donald Trump's former White House counselor, Kellyanne Conway, has kind of been tasked by the GOP of helping them figure out why they're so gosh darn unpopular across the United States. I mean, after all, following their not great victory in last year's midterms, Kellyanne Conway was part of the team that the RNC assembled to do their so-called autopsy report to find out why they didn't pick up the 70 seats that they had projected they were going to pick up and instead only had a 10 seat advantage. And Kellyanne Conway, months and months and months after she was tasked with being part of the autopsy report, finally came out and said, listen, we got a problem with our assault on women's reproductive freedom. So Kellyanne Conway has decided to head to Washington, DC alongside independent women's voice CEO, Heather Higgins. And their job is not to get Republicans to, you know, allow women to have bodily, bodily autonomy. No, 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 no. Like they're totally cool with taking away women's reproductive freedom. Kellyanne Conway and Heather Higgins job is just to soften it. So women think that they care about women's issues when really they just want to take your rights away. And so far it's failing miserably. See, Kellyanne Conway believes that the Republican party should double down right now, even though they've never bet on it in the first place, but she thinks they need to talk about the fact that they totally support a woman having full access to birth control, which is actually ironic because the Republican party is the reason right now that the Supreme court announced on Wednesday that they were going to take up the birth control case, which of course could result in women losing access to birth control. So Kind of bad timing for your message there, isn't it, Kellyanne? Like, hey, we may not want you to be able to choose what happens to your body, but, you know, we we think you should still have birth control. (laughs) That is until the people we put on the Supreme Court take that away from you, too, at which point we'll just have to reassess and, you know, do a new autopsy report to find out why nobody likes us. So here's what's happening. Kellyanne, as I said, is heading to Washington, D.C. with Heather Higgins, and they're going to tell Republicans to soften the language, right? Make women think we care about them, even though we don't. Essentially, Kellyanne Conway is telling the Republican party, Hey, listen, women are stupid. We can just make them think one thing, even though we're doing the other. So all we have to do is hoodwink millions of Americans, uh, millions of women in this country, because you know, they're too dumb to think for themselves. Not, not a winning message. I'm going to be honest with you, Kellyanne, not a winning message, but you know what else isn't a winning message? (laughs) Let me read you this. Republicans are like your uncle who really loves you and loves the women in, in his family, but he's bad about showing it. It's just not in their natural vocabulary. And we're trying to help them learn how to make this be more part of their vocabulary and tell them that they need to talk about these things that their constituents all support and be more visible and vocal. That was actually Heather Higgins 
saying that like Republicans are like your creepy old uncle. He loves women. He's just not that good at showing it. So there you have it, folks. If you want a very apt description of today's Republican party, it's that creepy uncle who loves women a little too much and doesn't quite know how to control his emotions around them. So there you go. Republicans are your creepy uncle that you always hope is not going to show up for the holiday festivities yet is always there. Usually first one in last one out. That is the perfect way to describe today's Republican party a little too involved in issues they ought not be involved in. And then sitting back and wondering why everybody gets upset with them when they shove their noses where it doesn't belong. Good luck with that message, Kellyanne and Heather. I'm sure you're totally going to be able to fleece more women into thinking the Republican Party actually cares about them. Donald Trump's lawyers filed a frantic motion with Judge Tanya Chutkin on Tuesday evening this week, where they effectively begged Chutkin to issue a stay in her case, right? The trial that's supposed to begin on March 4th. They want her to temporarily postpone everything temporarily, but technically indefinitely until of course, the time that the United States Supreme Court issues their ruling on whether or not Donald Trump is immune from lawsuits, or I guess in this case, criminal indictments. Now I'm going to read you just part of the statement in just a minute, but, but understand this, this is why Donald Trump got so pissed off this week when the Supreme court said that, okay, we're going to follow Jack Smith's request and we're going to expedite our decision on whether or not Trump is immune from criminal prosecution. So Trump thought before Jack Smith's request, like, oh boy, this is great, right? We get all this time. The Supreme court may not get to it for six months. And in the meantime, I'm going to ask the judge to not move the trial forward at all. And by doing that, I don't have to worry about being criminally convicted perhaps till after next year's election. Well, the Supreme court threw cold water on that kind of by granting the expedition request. Uh, however, we don't know what expedited means for the Supreme court. We know that Donald Trump and his team have until December 20th to file their response, but the Supreme court could still take a week, a month, two months, whatever to issue their so-called expedited response. But here is one of the things that Trump's lawyers put in this filing. On behalf of the Biden administration, the prosecution will do everything that it can to rush to an unconstitutional and fundamentally unfair trial to prevent President Trump from winning the 2024 election, which he is currently leading. (laughs) So this is a nine page brief that they filed with Judge Tanya Chutkin asking for the stay in the case. Now, as legal experts pointed out, this probably could have been done in like two or three pages, but instead most of the filing was similar to that. Like it was just this nonsensical political ranting, accusing president Biden of election interference and talking about Donald Trump's poll numbers and all this other, like very, very stupid and totally irrelevant stuff. But at the same time, the legal experts do seem to think that Chutkin will likely grant the stay. And the reason for that is because typically in a case, where you do have appeals taking place regarding to the case, 
it is common for the judge to say, okay, while the appeals are working their way through and we're waiting for those decisions that for the record could end the case while we're waiting for that, nothing moves forward and all timelines are suspended indefinitely. Now they do think, as I said, that Chutkin will rule that way. I don't know. I mean, we we've seen Chutkin kind of go against the grain a little bit. She's been very quick with her motions. She's been very quick with responding to things, dismissing them, you know, when Trump's lawyers just say the stupidest stuff in their filings. So I don't know that she wants to put this on the back burner. She may want to just say, no, listen, if the Supreme court comes back a month from now and says you're immune, then it goes away anyway. But in the meantime, there's no reason why we can't just keep working on it and still try to keep that March 4th trial date. So it could go either way. Historically, you typically see them grant the stay, but Chutkin seems to want to make this happen and get it going as quickly as possible. So there's a good chance she dismisses this one as well. Kenneth Chesbrough, the former Donald Trump lawyer who has not only been indicted in the state of Georgia, where he has now accepted a plea deal and is cooperating with prosecutors, uh, is also cooperating in three other states right now in their ongoing investigations into the fake elector schemes in their respective states. And this week, we got a little bit of information about how bad things really are for Donald Trump. Now, here's what happened. Text messages were revealed from Kenneth Chesbrough and a top Trump campaign aide by the name of Mike Roman. Now, in these text messages, Chesbrough is worried that the language that they've used for the fake electors in the little certificates that the fake electors were going to sign, Chesbrough was worried that the way we wrote it actually kind of seems illegal. So we need to change some of the language. And Mike Roman said, oh, absolutely not. Let me read you the exchange. Chesbro wrote, Mike, I think the language at start of the certificate should be changed in all the states. I can help with drafting in a couple hours. Roman then replied, I don't F those guys. (laughs) And Chesbro responded, just placate Pennsylvania. Okay. And... Chesbro did alter the certificates that were signed in the state of Pennsylvania, specifically adding the word contingent. So they signed these certificates, you know, in multiple different states. And they all said like, we are actually the real electors and we're electors for Donald Trump. Joe Biden lost our state. But in Pennsylvania, Chesbro did make the edits, even though Roman told him not to. And he wrote the word, you know, contingent upon the results of the lawsuits that we have filed. So these people are saying like, Hey, we're the real electors. If the court cases go our way, if the court cases don't go our way, feel free to throw out this certificate, you know, Hey, but Chesbro knew that the way they were written was illegal. I mean, that's the concern he is bringing up here. If there was going to be a smoking gun in this particular criminal investigation, guess what? This is it. Trump's own lawyer is telling Trump's campaign, the way we've written this is illegal. 
what we're having these people do is technically not legal. We need to change it so that it does become legal. And Trump's campaign said, no, don't do that. And for the record, because he did change the one in Pennsylvania, do you know what they're not doing in Pennsylvania? They're not launching a criminal investigation into their fake electors because of that word contingent. So why is this bad news for Donald Trump? Well, obviously one of the things that he is being charged with, uh, for the federal case, the one in front of judge Chutkin is a conspiracy to defraud the government by sending these fake electors. And what these text messages show us is a little thing that you have to have in order to have a crime intent. The intent was to deceive the intent was to make sure that these people got their votes counted as the electors, even though they knew it wasn't real. They were warned. They said, F those guys. And they did it anyway. That is intent. At this point, I get why Donald Trump is freaking out so much about this case in front of judge Tanya Chutkin. He's screwed. And and we've only seen, we've only heard about just a handful, a little trickle here, a little trickle there of the evidence against him. We don't even know what's on his cell phone that they're going to introduce as evidence, the images and and messages from that. This is going to be bad. So let's hope that this case does not get delayed because I am like more excited for March 4th when the trial starts than I am for Christmas, right? March 4th is going to be our holiday season because we are going to find out all of these dirty little details that Jack Smith knows, but we have to wait a few more months to find out. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.